Welcome to The Crunch with Crib Creative. I'm Jess, and each week we're going to be diving into the stories of some of Perth's best agents and business people, how they got where they are, and what they learned along the way. Welcome to a special edition of The Crunch, recorded live at RE Bar Camp 2018. This episode features Laura Levitson, owner of M Residential, with From the Front Desk to the Front Line. So I guess my story is a little bit unique in the fact that um, I literally fell into real estate. So I wasn't one of those people growing up going, real estate is for me and this is what I'm going to do for a living, like all of you people, maybe not. Um, So I left school halfway through year 12, um, decided I wanted to go out into the big wide world, make money. There was nothing that I wanted to do career-wise Um, or that I was passionate enough about um, to go to university and sort of study hard. And anyone that knows me knows that study is not my thing. Um, I'm more of a go out there, do it, learn along the way type of chick. So I left school, um, went to TAFE for a couple of weeks before I found a job at a real estate agency in South Perth, Mill Point family business and it was called McKamey and Company. So anyone that knows South Perth where the bookshop cafe is, we're just opposite that. Um, It was a husband and wife boutique agency. I started as a receptionist, um, my first job ever other than Target packing or at the checkout during school hours. Um, So I started there as a receptionist, within a year was put into property management and found my happy place. And I don't know how many property managers are in the room. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Um, And good. So I know that sales sort of walk in and see all the management and just go, ooh, (laughs) wouldn't want to do that for a living. Um, I actually found my passion there and absolutely loved it. And saw an opportunity that if I did it and did it really well, it actually was a rewarding career, not a chaotic career. So I went into property management and worked there for five years. Um, I then did leave for a stint. Um, My husband at the time owned a crane hire business. So I left and worked alongside him. We built up the business and then sold the business. Um, I had a baby and sort of took a couple of years off. During that period, um, my then husband, turned around and said to me, Laura, do something, you know, you're just a stay-at-home mum, which was not my thing either. Um, He said, you know, go out there, do something, you're sort of wasting away here, which I had agreed with. So I went out and I bought 11 properties and renovated 11 properties, one by one, not all at the same time, of course, um, and then sold them off. Um, And then he sort of sat back and just went, wow, I didn't really mean that far. Um, But that's the type of person that I am. If you say, go out, do something, there are no limits because you can do whatever it is that's within your headspace. So went out, did that, um, and then left my husband and decided I'd get back into, um, you know, back into the workforce again. And so um, with McKamey and Company, who I used to work for, when they found out that I was coming back out into the industry, they asked me to come back in, so I went to work for them. Um, within a few months, I then had ownership within the business. Um, fast forward a few years down the track, and um, the main um, 
shareholder decided that he would take off and go down to Bustleton. So he sold his share of the business. So I then bought in the rest together with a business partner who were now 50-50. Um, the one that sold out was the licensee. So we were sort of left there going, okay, we don't have a um, licensee here. Shit. So I decided I would remove myself from the office did it via correspondence within 19 days. That's how much I hate study. If you're going to do it, rip it off like a Band-Aid. So jumped into it um, and pretty much did my licensee. So here I am today, licensee and director at M Residential. Um, because my career has always been property management based, that's where I put all of my like bits and pieces too and my business partner of course he drives the sales side of the business so he does that sort of area. Um, a bit of insight to I'm the type of person that if someone says you can't do it I will do whatever it takes to prove them wrong um, and as a part of that um, when I was not working and I was a stay-at-home mum um, I decided I'd delve into the fitness sort of industry and people were saying to me, you know, yeah, you can do it, but, you know, you've had a kid, will you really be able to win? I ended up taking out to the national level of a win. So if you don't want me or if you want me to do something, tell me I can't and I promise you I will do it. Um, with regards to real estate, like I said before, I have a passion for it. Um, I know that property management gets a really bad rap, that it's difficult, but I think it's only difficult if you make it difficult. So if you see the benefits in it, um, you sort of proactively manage, which I'm guessing you'll agree with me there, rather than reactively managing it. Um, it's actually, sorry? Yeah, it is, it is. It's actually a rewarding, um, you know, um, career to be in. I know that one of the other speakers spoke about, um, you know, having a look to see who you're working for, I think that that is massively important, whether you're sales or whether you're property management, um, is to see who you're working for, because you want to be working for an agency or you know, people who are leaders who see you as coming on board and helping you and mentoring you to progress through your career, not you just come in, take up that seat, do what you do, and have this revolving door at the front of the office. Um, at my agency, that's definitely not what we do. We have a magnificent team um, and it's my focus to make sure that I can create a good mentoring level for my staff so that they can progress within their career. So if I see someone come in and they leave quickly, I look at myself and say, well, what did I do wrong as a leader of the business and why did they leave? Of course, some people, you know, don't sort of gel with property management and it's not for everybody, um, but a lot of it sort of comes with the mentoring of the people that you work for. So I have a bit of a philosophy in my um, agency where I don't actually employ people with any prior experience. I employ purely by attitude. I know that if I can sort of provide them with the right structure procedures, um, I can help them grow within their um, career so that they can soar um, and do really well. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was speaking with Peter and you were talking about my talk today and he said, you know, um, you know what motivates you? How do you do what you do? Um, my day starts at four o'clock in the morning, the latest, so anywhere between 3.30 and 4. 
Um, and I get out of bed, my alarm goes off, I don't even think about it, I just jump out of bed, and that's when I start my day. Um, I find fitness and healthy living a really important part of who I am, um, and it keeps my mind focused, my mind active, and I know exactly what I need to do by the time I get to the office. So as an example, this morning at four o'clock, I ran 12 Ks, um, got home, got ready, got my son to school, and sort of over to here. Um, I know that a lot of people make excuses of I don't have time and I can't do this because I do that. And I say to myself, well, I could have those excuses too. Or I can turn around and say, well, hang on, I can change my mindset. And what is my why? Why am I getting out of bed every morning? Why do I do what I do? And if those whys aren't important enough, then that's when you're not going to do the things that you should be doing. So if you don't have your whys all set out of what you're doing and why you get out of bed and why you go to work every day, really spend that time to set that out in paper format, write it down, you know, what is it that you want to achieve. Um, I have affirmations that I read every day and there's nothing better than going through those affirmations, you know, um, you know maybe on a month-by-month -month basis crossing things off because I have achieved it, having to find something to replace it with. So a few of those things um, of the last few years sort of coming up has been to be recognised in property management. So in 2015 and 17, I was REWA Property Manager of the Year, and then in 16 and 18, the Real Estate Institute of Australia Property Manager of the Year. So I think if you've got the passion there and you've got the, you know, want to, have to, um, within you, you can achieve absolutely anything that you want um, and you know me going back to leaving school and starting at um, McCamey and Company is, which is what it was called back then um, I had no ambition I guess to be a property manager it sort of happened along the way I found my passion and I ran with it um, I also knew that I didn't want to have to always work for someone um, flexibility and anyone that knows me knows that every now and then working from the beach with my laptop, um, and I know that if I worked for a company, generally, they wouldn't look too sort of happily on that. But in saying that, I allow my staff to do that. So I see the value within myself personally to every now and then work away from the office, work remotely. Um, I find productivity is huge on those days because I'm not getting interrupted. Um, I allow my team to do the same thing. So they've got a there is a limit to once a week, but they don't abuse it. Um, and if there's a day where they just think, I just need to catch up on you know, all the admin stuff or I just need time away, um, they can pick up that laptop, sort of go home and work remotely or go to the beach, whatever they decide that they want to do. Um, I guess I think quite differently as a business owner to, to a lot of business owners. I, um, I think with the team that I have on board with me, um, one of my main things is to create an amazing culture for them. So we do little things like bring your dog to work day Friday. Um, not all the dogs at the same time, everyone's rostered on which Friday they bring their dog. 
Um, and at first, I thought I'll trial it out, see what it's like, um, and thought that, that productivity would go down. It was actually better because um, everybody knows in property management you can have a bit of a stressful day, and there's nothing better than cuddling a dog when it's all happening. Um, we also have a resident bunny in our office where the bunny comes in every day and is, is there for us as well. Um, so I. I don't know if anyone's got any questions that they want to throw at me on, you know, what I do or what keeps my passion alive, or um, I'm more than happy to be as transparent as possible. Yeah. Hi, I'm Grace Bracewell. A question, but how do you run your day? So how many property managers do you have? Do you have like a task base or anything you can give? A bit of the nuts and bolts. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I've done a few different scenarios. Um, there was one time where I did task management where there was tenant liaison, leasing consultant, owner liaison, maintenance, um, a manager and an inspection manager. Um, I found that didn't work all that well because accountability was always, not my role, maybe it's their role. So from that I went back into portfolio. From portfolio though I've taken bits and pieces away from it. So we manage um, just over 450 properties. I have two full-time property managers, a head of department, and a property manager that works the three days a week, as well as a leasing consultant. So my leasing consultant looks after all properties in the fact of if they're vacant, they will show them through um, and they will do the application processing um, and draw up the tenancy sign-up pack. Then they hand that to the property manager and the property manager takes over from there. Property manager doesn't do any BDM, um, no trust accounting. Um, they just do property management. I am at the moment flicking around the idea of a bit of a pod system. So where I have um, one property manager that sits in the office one that sort of is out on the road, but they manage the entire portfolio of, say, about 300 properties um, with the support of a virtual assistant um, and, yeah, sort of looking to trial that. And that was more, um, you know, getting back to clients whose biggest complaints were, I call my property manager and she's not in the office, um, and then having to wait for that property manager to give them a call. I thought, well, that's a way of there will always be someone in the office um, who's there to answer those calls. So getting back into that customer service, being there for that face-to-face -face, um, conversations, which I think um, with all the technology that's coming out, I think technology is amazing and awesome and definitely needs to be embraced and we're embracing every part of it, but we can't lose that personable face-to-face -face contact and relationship building. Yeah. Yes? So you're managing Myself, I don't manage any of the actual properties day to day. So my property managers are the property managers managing those properties. Two? I, two and a half, because okay. there's a part-timer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just over. Yeah. Um, with that, I do all of the BDM. Um, I'm the one who is in direct contact with owners. As a business owner, I see the value of always me keeping that relationship alive with my owners um, because, you know, property managers do come and go. Touch wood. Mine don't go too often. <laughs> um, if they go, it's because they're pregnant and unless, 
legislation allows me to put the pill in their water. So it's not going to fix that problem. <laughs> I'm trying it. Um, so yeah, I do all the BDM and then I keep in that close communication with the owners as well. I, I disagree with that comment. I, yeah. 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 I think it it boils down to well, firstly, what fees are you putting out there? Because if you're charging pretty crappy fees, you can't expect to make a lot of money. You know, um, for me to put a property manager in in place, I need to reward them accordingly. Um, and so it's it's important that. You, you do that and I know that there's agencies out there that sort of throw out some pretty low um, management fees and I, yeah, I disagree with that because that is what is going to make you profitable or not. And then it also allows you, and me as a business owner and a business, to say, you know, when I meet up with a client and I say, look, this is what we will give to you and build up their expectations, I need to be able to deliver on that. And if I don't have that back-end support from when I get back to the office, it's like I stood there and I lied. It's not what I'm about. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problems. <laughs> Anyone else? No? Yes. Yeah. Meaning what are my fees or? Yeah, okay. I think when you're going up against new business. Yeah. <laughs> we can't be in cohort. <laughs> um, I think, I think the biggest thing is, and you know, I'm up against that as well, where you're going up and, and getting new business and there's people offering, you know, cheap fees. And at the end of the day, the consumer is sitting there and saying, well, you're telling me what you're doing and you're telling me what you're doing. And to them, it pretty much sounds exactly the same. So if ever I lose business to those cheaper agents, I think to myself, I haven't sold my points of difference well enough. So it's really important, look at what you do, how you do it, your processes, your technology, all of those things, you know, your statistics, how you know, quickly you lease properties compared to the general market. Um, use all of that information the best that you can to create points of difference so that when you're sitting there with, with Mr. Landlord and he's saying, well, you know, Agent A and Agent B, you're pretty much the same otherwise, other than you're more expensive. Um, I always like it when an owner says to me, okay, I want to go with you, but can you match their fees? You know, and you turn around and say, okay, well, what is it about me that you want to go with me? Um, because they're not my fee because of a reason. Um, so I think it's all about selling your points of difference and really believing in your points of difference. Um, and if you've got a really good team back at the office of property managers, you know that you can put your hand to your heart 
and sell those points of differences because you know that what you're saying is what they're going to receive, um, you know, when you sign up that management. Yeah, thanks. Um, another thing I might add um, is um, for anyone in here, if you've got mentors in as a part of what you do, um, I definitely wouldn't have progressed to where I am if I didn't have um, business mentors. And here in my head, I think, hang on, I'm a business owner. I really should know most things and there should be nothing I wouldn't do to build or grow my business. And sometimes it just takes an external set of eyes to look in and just say, hey, what about this? And all of a sudden this light globe goes off. And I'm lucky to say that Michael Sands over there is one of my mentors. So anyone looking for a business mentor? is the guy. <laughs> Sorry about the plug. <laughs> or you can thank me later. Um, so yeah, I re I've seen huge value in having mentors along the way. And you know, it's not just one mentor, there's, there's a couple. So it's really important to have that person, I think, um, not to only grow individually, but to also grow business-wise. And sometimes it's just that external one idea that sets off a light globe, and then you can just go racing and running with it. Any other questions? Yes. Okay, so I'm about to, within the next week, start the whole process of a virtual assistant um, over in the Philippines. So I've been building up a um, like a library of videos of processes that I do. Um, together with a written manual of that so that when I take this person on board, they know exactly what to click, where, how to do things. So that is starting to roll out. Um, otherwise, the other part of the outsourcing is things like, I don't, we don't do our property condition reports, we outsource that to um, another company. Um, Um, without that person, I would need a trust accountant as well as a PM, like an assistant, so an extra two, two bodies. Um, but with a system that I'm looking to sort of do, will be um, less one of my staff at the moment. So, um, you know, that's, I guess, makes us more profitable. Um, especially, I mean, everyone knows what the Perth market has been like. Um, we're managing more properties, but we're less profitable because rents have reduced and we're all based on a, manage on a um, percentage of what our rents are. So, you know, it's, I guess it's, you know, putting your business hat on and saying, okay, well, how do I still remain um, profitable in a market like this because client expectations are still there? Um, new properties are still coming on board. Um, and we're still having to be able to service them to the best of our ability. It would be silly of me to take on new business if I couldn't look after that new business in, in the way that I want it to be. Um, and I have quite a high level of standard there. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? What, um, what software do you use for your um, Property management, um, Rockend, REST, have toyed the cloud-based, but I'm still yet to find something that ticks all of my boxes. Yeah. 
It's a hard, it's a hard one. Property tree? Yeah, tree. Have you used REST? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If I look at, I mean, property tree is REST. Property tree isn't doing what REST can do. So it's hard for me to go from REST to property tree when it's not doing what this one does. Yeah. So it's been a hard one, and for me, for, to go through the process of change of software, um, it needs to, you know, sort of be better than what I've already got to, for me to pick up and change. But that's just my, you know, that's my mind of, of how I want it to be. But there's a lot of there's a lot of different programs yeah. out there that you can go to. Yeah, and I think Property Tree might limit you to a certain number of properties. Is it? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to share like other software, um, Inspect Real Estate. I don't know if you're all using Inspect Real Estate, um, but we use Inspect Real Estate where we sort of we don't dictate the days and times. We use an ideal sort of diary, and I know that a lot of people use Inspect Real Estate and dictate this day, this time. Um, if I can give anything out there open it up, let the tenant decide. Know that, you know, between 10 and, you know, one o'clock, you're, you're happy to do leasing and leave all of those time slots open and let the tenant dictate, you know, what day, what time, what property. Um, for my leasing consultant to come in, she comes in, prints off her diary for the day and that will tell her where she needs to be at what time. So she's not pre-dictated that. Um, another thing we're using is virtual reality tours. Um, so that acts like a 24-7 home open, um, which has worked really well for us. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, that person will still want to physically walk through the property. Um, but we're finding that it qualifies people and we've got more genuine people coming through our doors. Um, which I think, you know, sales have been using it for, for a while now. It's, Bringing on what works for sales generally will work for property management, but for some reason it took a while for property management to realise, hey, you know, it's the sales part in leasing a property to start with, let's use those same concepts. Um, a little like professional photography, it took years for property management to jump on board to see the value and the quality of using professional photography. And it's such a basic thing. Oh, there is. There's the property manager's bag on the kitchen bench. There's the reflection in the bathroom mirror. My, my best one was a couple of weeks ago, and it was a screenshot of a photo on a mobile phone. So it had all like the number of messages at the top. And that was a cover photo. And I looked at it just thinking, is the landlord looking at this? It was terrible, it was terrible. That would have been better off just having a caption photo coming soon or just don't advertise until you've got that photo. Um, but yeah, that's the sort of thing that you're up against. But when you're up against things like that, it's awesome because now you don't even have to try and sell your points of difference. It's, there it is. They're selling for you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're selling it for you because they say, well, do you want this or do you want this? Um, you know, no different than, you know, I putting marketing dollars and charging your owners marketing fees, um, you know, putting those marketing dollars where they work, you know, are you highlighting photos so that they're in the front pages rather than sort of falling back pages, little things like that. What you do for sales, you know, is the same thing 
to what you're doing for property management. Um, you know, the communication level in property management is no different than what you should be doing in sales with your communication level. So all of those things, I think it, as a business, I look at both departments and we really should learn and feed off of each other because what works in one will generally work in the other. But for some reason, we've got this mindset that PM does that and sales does that. But really, they can amalgamate and do a lot of the processes itself. Yeah. I think that's uh, no more questions. I think we might, um, Laura? Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into The Crunch. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. So if you'd like to share them, please email me at jess at cribcreative.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed the show and share it with anyone else you think might like it.